Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Fired up! You know what it is. It is a Mad Dog Wednesday. Christopher Russo in the house. Stephen A. getting his shot set up out there in the City of Angels. You know, he went Hollywood. How are we feeling this morning, I sir? feel very, very well. How about you? Feeling okay? I feel fantastic. You, do? you did a nice job in Houston. Thanks for bringing me along. I always appreciate okay. that. You're coming to Super Bowl, I thought. Uh, coming God. to Vegas, so you can be... Uh, uh, we'll be in Vegas. Be That's a, a Wednesday. You can be a degenerate gambler. It'll oh, oh yeah, that's right. Hey, hey, oh, hey. We'll play some you that. were a little salty last week, you know, because Stephen A. and I were in the ESPN commercial. Oh, I was upset. Yes, and you didn't make it? Well, we fixed that for you. Did you really? Let me see. Watch this, my friend. I see the new ESPN commercial. And I wasn't on it! I'm not mad. Let's go. Watch this, watch this. Get from me on the commercial! You have got to watch this replay, folks. Hey, you gotta watch I'm watching. You think maybe I can get three seconds? Oh, I'm watching. Now on Sports Center, another wild. Yes! Now don't tell me we don't take care of you here at the Worldwide Leader, because we do. You like that. Oh boy, how could I not? You make me feel good. You like that. Yes. Hi, Stephen A. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning, Molly. How are you doing? You happy now, doggy? You happy now? I am, Stevie. I am. Okay. How are you doing? Good morning. How you there? I missed it. Everything all right? Things good? I'm, I'm out here getting ready to do NBA countdown, as I told you. Okay. You understand? That's what it's about. All right. Everything was not good for Raptors coach Darko Rajkovic. Let's get into it. He unloaded on refs after the free throw disparity in L.A. The rookie head coach was incensed after the Lakers shot 23 free throws in the fourth quarter alone. Anthony Davis was 11 for 11 in the fourth and beat Toronto 132-131. Rajkovic heated with those 23 free throw attempts in the fourth. Take a listen. That's outrageous what happened tonight this is completely bs this is shame shame for the referees shame for the league to allow this 23 free throws for them and we get two free throws in in the fourth quarter like how to play the game i all i understand uh, respect for all stars and all of that but we have star players on our team as well how's possible as scotty barnes who is all-star caliber player in this league. He goes every single time to the rim with force, trying to get, get uh, to, to the rim without flopping and, and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How is that possible? How are you going to explain that, that to me? They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding you back. It's a complete crap. Um, I feel like they fouled and we didn't. 
All right, SA, 23 free throw attempts in the fourth quarter. Is that fair or foul? Well, it seems a little foul when you look at the number and the discrepancy, but there's a couple of things that I think have to be taken into consideration. Number one, the Lakers were attacking the basket. Um, that has to get taken into consideration. Anthony Davis had most of the free throws. He's had 14 free throw attempts last night. That's number one. Number two, as the game waned, the Raptors were fouling intentionally, so those numbers are bloated to some degree. That needs to be pointed out. I think the other thing uh, that, that the coach mentioned, he talked about Scotty Barnes is going to be the face of the league. Let's pump the brakes on that. Scotty Barnes is a damn good player. He's only 22 years of age. He's already averaging 20, nearly, nearly 21, 9, and 7. Okay, or 21, 9, and 6, rather. Nearly. He's almost averaging that. The kid is a, is a, is a really, really good talent. He's got a bright future and stuff like that. But face of the league, um, somebody needs to remind him of who Anthony Edwards is, uh, along with various others that are playing in this league right now, some young studs and superstars that are really, really coming up. So I wouldn't go that far. But I definitely definitely appreciate his fervor. I appreciate his candor uh, because obviously there was a discrepancy there. And anytime there's that big and that flagrant of a discrepancy, particularly on the Los Angeles Lakers home court, and you take into account how they look as of late, most coaches would complain about something like that. Not to that degree, but they would complain. I appreciated the fact that he let us know how he feel as fervently as he did. Obviously, he think that his team got hosed to some degree. One could argue that he had a point because of the discrepancy, but the numbers were bloated again a little bit because they were fouling intentionally and near the tail end of the game. I love it, Stevie. I, I love it. He's got enthusiasm. He was passionate. You're right. Scotty Barnes is, is not Larry Bird, so that's a little rough with the face of the league. But he's just supporting his own player. I love the accent. I love everything about it. I hope the NBA gives him a break and doesn't fine him $50,000 for finding these. They won't. They, they, they're not going to give him a break, doggy. They will definitely Oh, they're going to fine him. Oh, I agree. They're definitely going to fine him. Yeah. Oh, they, I mean, that's protocol. They're going to You knock the refs. They're going to fine We all know that they are very, very sensitive with these officials. But I love what he said. I didn't see the game, so I can't analyze whether I've got a bad whistle or fair whistle. The Lakers are 17 and 18. And if you think that uh, they will. They want them 17 and 18. You're crazy. They want the Lakers to be good. And they've been, you know, they won the other night. So now they get back to 500. So he's annoyed by the record. So he figures. But I love it. It's fun. You know what? It's the regular season. It's January. Toronto's always a team. You know, they made the trade and everything else. They always get looked down upon. Good for him. A lot of passion. I wish the NBA leave him alone and just take it for what it is. He's frustrated after a close loss. But I'm okay with it. I really am. Well, you know, listen, listen, I, I think it's just a reminder. I mean, you know, clearly the games mean a lot to him. R.J. Barrett has gotten in the five games that he's played. He's looking pretty damn good, shooting well from the field and from three-point range. So is Emmanuel quickly, shooting about 45% from three-point range, averaging about 18 a game for them. It, it Listen, the trade looks like with the New York Knicks look like it's worked for both teams thus yep. far with O.G. Ananobi in New York City. But to see this coach speaking so fervently on behalf of his players and 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 just decrying the, the discrepancy and the unfairness of what transpired, I give credit where credit is due, and I absolutely agree with you. I do like it, especially because it's the regular season. If it were the playoffs, it's it's predictable. For him to be this fired up in a regular season, clearly he feels adamant that they were hosed. And more importantly, he's reminding us all about how he and those players care, which is always a great thing for the NBA. I don't want them to find them, but they will anyway. They will. Yeah. 
You know who else cares, Stephen A? A whole lot. The Dallas Cowboys, because they know mm. they got a huge game Sunday in Big D as the second-seeded boys host Mike McCarthy's old team, the Green Bay Packers, who are right in the hot hand of Jordan Love. San Francisco is the favorite to win the conference at minus 130, with Dallas having the second-best odds at plus 325, while Philadelphia coming in next with plus 75 odds. And Jeff Saturday joining us today, who had a fantastic A-list yesterday, dog. Yes. He took it over for Stephen A. Oh, he did. And he shut things down. I, this he guy is no, one of the great guys in the no, world right here, Jeff Saturday. Got an A. Stephen A don't have any A's, you know? You know what? Oh, stop. So when, you know when the when the fans voted, they gave him an A. Yep. Oh, did they? He yeah. deserves it. I've done it yeah. twice. Some of them. Two A's. Some of yeah. them. Some of them. Forty-three percent. Forty-three percent. Wow. Coward, you no really folks. remember hey, the percentage? You are, are so pathetic. Forty-three percent. Are y'all are y'all familiar with polls? Do you not watch elections and things of that nature? Oh, you can't even give. You can't get fifty percent of the vote. What does it really mean? I'm gonna remember that. I'm always trying to be nice to you. I'm gonna remember that when you bring that next. I'm waiting for you to be nice, please. This guy, uh, Jeff. Tell me this: Is there more pressure on the Niners? Or the Cowboys to reach the Super Bowl this season? 49ers. Listen, as well as they have played this entire season and what happened to them last year. I mean, if you think about last year, minus the quarterback injury, everybody expected this team to be in the Super Bowl last year. They have played to that this season. They had a little three-game stint in the middle. They didn't play well. Um, But this team is loaded to bear. They're going to be extremely healthy when it comes time for them to play in two weeks. This team is as good as, as any team in the NFL. I know they got beat down pretty well by the Ravens with the turnovers from Purdy. But this is as good a team it is in the NFC. And I think when you look at them, the expectations have mounted as the season has progressed and actually put more pressure on them than you would think from the Cowboys. Because, again, they beat the Cowboys handily. So if, if the Cowboys play to them and then lose, that might be, oh, that's a good season. You lost to a better team. If they don't make it, they have no excuses because they played so well in the NFC. 100%. I couldn't agree with you more. They haven't won since 94. You know, that's a long drought for Absolutely. a team that's won a lot of Super Bowls, and they've lost two of them. They lost to the Ravens, and they lost that game to the Chiefs, and I think there's a lot of pressure on Shanahan. Yes. I love Shanahan, but it's about time now. now yeah. He did a bad job at the end of that Atlanta-New Atlanta England game, had a 28-3 lead. He didn't organize that game properly. I understand Emmanuel Sanders was open, and Garoppolo missed him, but he lost that game with a big lead against Kansas City. It, 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 they lost yeah. the Rams in the NFC Championship yeah. game. He's got to win one, and I'm with you. One seed, McCaffrey, Purdy, uh Kittle, Samuel, Bosa, they gave him a fortune. They have to win in 2024. You're 100% right. 100%. Y'all can feel that way. I'm going to go the route of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, (laughs) Mad Dog Russo, Jeff Saturday, a.k.a. Sergeant Friday. Who's the team with the moniker uh, of America's team? Who plays in the billion-dollar playpen? Who walks around sticking out their chest because they're worth at least $4 billion more than any other team in the National Football League? (laughs) Who's that? Who has the most nationally televised games? Who's that? Who's that? Who is the quarterback that's perceived to be the best in the NFC conference right now? Isn't that Dak Prescott? Don't we talk about the best tandem that exists in Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb? Haven't we talked about that? Didn't we see Mike McCarthy? 
push Kellen Moore out the door because we need balance. We need balance right now. We need some stability. We need to run the football as much as we need to pass the football. And then the second the dude was out the door, he had Dak Prescott flinging the football all over the damn field, okay? Same discrepancy that existed when Kellen Moore was the offensive coordinator now exists when Mike McCarthy is there. At some point in time, I get what y'all are saying because San Francisco has been knocking on the door for a while. I would actually concede that y'all are right if we zeroed in on Kyle Shanahan, Mr. Offensive Coordinator, with a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl with the Patriots going up against the Falcons as the offensive coordinator and a primary play caller or the play caller on offense for the Atlanta Falcons, but wouldn't stop throwing the ball, basically getting incomplete passes, giving the Patriots and Tom Brady time to off to come back from a 25-point deficit in a Super Bowl. That was Kyle Shanahan. That same Kyle Shanahan had a lead in a Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes before all of a sudden he gave up that one too as the head coach. And so as a result of it, we see that Kyle Shanahan's knocking on the door because we know how great he is as a coach. We know how great he is as a play caller. His reputation speaks for itself, except for in the fourth quarter of Super Bowls. Okay, that's the knock against him. So he's knocking on the door. He's knocking on the door. But the Kansas, but the San Francisco 49ers, despite all of that, and despite the fact that they've been knocking on the door, even with last year losing four quarterbacks in an NFC championship game, literally lining Christian McCaffrey up behind yeah. center. We understand that was a bad situation, bad luck. The Cowboys have just lost. The Cowboys have just lost. They, they lose four quarterbacks and they have, you know, they, everybody gets injured and you can't do it. No. Year after year after year, since 1995, they either weren't good enough to make the postseason, they even weren't good enough once they got to the postseason, or they were good enough with some expectations, and they literally dropped like a bag of cheap bricks. And I'm supposed to sit here with CeeDee Lamb, with Dak Prescott, with them looking the way they look on offense, defense, Micah Parsons, the modern-day LT, Demarcus Lawrence and the crew, Deron Bland filling in for Trayvon Diggs once he goes down, Stephon Gilmore, future Hall of Famer at the cornerback spot, with everybody in the NFC looking vulnerable right now to some degree, and I can even say that about San Francisco after the way we saw Baltimore beat them down. I'm supposed to sit here and say, oh, really, the pressure's really on San Francisco, not the Dallas Cowboys. Damn that. Nah. Y'all want the expectations, America's team? You got it. What you going to do? You ain't won since 1995. What you going to do? We going to find out. I still think it's San Francisco. They're the one seed. When you're the one seed at home, haven't won yet for Shanahan. You got all these weapons. Dallas, if they won two games and they go up that next level. Right. That's the thing that you got to remember about Dallas. If they get to a championship game, that's something they haven't done in a long time. That's right. So that's a step up in the pre- – San Francisco, the only step up is to win it all. That's right. So that's why I think San yeah. Francisco's got and, more and, and I also think when you look at it, Stephen A., when you look at the team in totality, if you looked at the rosters, you would say that San Francisco's team is better overall than the Cowboys team. They can run the ball more effectively. Listen, as much as, as, as McCarthy – want to come out and run it. They have struggled in their run game. Their offensive line hasn't played nearly as well as they had hoped. When you look at San Francisco, they have met, they have checked all those boxes. McCaffrey is an MVP candidate. You've seen the way he has played, whether it's in the backfield or catching passes. You've seen the way Purdy has ascended, all of those things. So the team has played extremely well. I think they're a better team overall. That doesn't mean the best team always wins. I don't mean it that way, but I think that's why I would put more pressure on San Fran. All right, let's keep it rolling because I got some more NFL goodness okay. for you. Well, we have playoffs this weekend. How fired up are you? I love it. I can't. 
Lots of, gummy 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 land, lots, lots of gummies. <laughs> Listen, I'll be watching what sober, but equally as excited. 4.30. Here we go on Saturday it's afternoon. Saturday. We're moving. We yes. got a lot of games. Six games this weekend. Doggy. How, seven, seven, seven if you count yeah. the week one week. Doggy, how you going to you, you watch the game? Are you going to be able to find it? Are you going to be able to get? Are you going to be able to uh, download the save, stream? Save, save that for a little later. Oh, okay. I just want to make save, sure. You're going to be behind uh, me when I scream and yell today? I'm worried about you. Uh, are you, you, you going to be here for when he tells us why he's mad? No, I'm going to be. I'm going to be. two hours today. I'll be here with you. I'll be here with you. I forget. You know, why don't we take the screen off there and let the three of us sort of have a good time? (laughs) Let Stephen A. hang out in L.A. a little bit. Yes, sir. Let him hang out by himself out there. All right. Let's let's get to this one because, guys, I don't know about you, but I don't feel like anyone really predicted C.J. Stroud was going to take the league by storm as he did. The Texans winning the division. And then how about this? Joe Flacco leading the Browns to the playoffs. We got a heck of a game this Saturday in H-Town. A half gummy in, he will be all over ESPN bet. Uh, Stroud may be a rookie, but he's looking like a vet. And I asked Stephen A. on Monday how many quarterbacks he would take ahead of Stroud right now. Stephen A. I can only think two or three. I'm thinking Patrick Mahomes. I'm thinking Lamar Jackson. Yep. Um, If you want to give me Josh Allen, I I mean, despite the turnovers, fine. But I'm looking at everybody else. I'm like, can we defend it? Look at the talent this brother has. He's a rookie. Completed 73, 63% of his passes with 23 touchdowns and just five, in, you know, 15, I'm sorry, five interceptions, just five interceptions on a season as a rookie. And, and you turn that franchise around. We don't even insult the McNairs anymore. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? You yeah, that's a little high. That's a little high. Listen, I love him, too. He also played great in the Georgia game last year in the semifinals of the, of the college football. Let's yeah. not forget that. He was great in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has had a tremendous year. They obviously made the right choice. Let me check that. Carolina made the wrong choice. They probably should have taken Stroud over Bryce Young. I agree with you on that. But that's Stevie all of a sudden now jumping overboard. That's what Steve does. <laughs> Steve likes to jump overboard here and go crazy. Get, get me to react. You to react. So I'm good to react. You can't put him ahead of Mahomes. You can't put him over Lamar. You can't put him over uh, Josh Allen. You can't put him over Prescott. How do you put him over? Uh, listen, I, I, Prescott's something to prove, but you can't put it. you got to be fair. Right. You can't, how can you put him over Stafford? Right. Stafford won a Super Bowl. You can't put him over Stafford. And I love Stroud. He's fun to watch. No question about it. But those are five guys right there. Way overblown by Steve. <laughs> Way overblown. And you, I know you agree. You told me this before. Chris, Steve's lost. Help me out, Jeff. Go ahead. Oh, oh, my favorite part about, about SA, he, he, ain't, he ain't scared to go out and just and just, and just just say it, right? But prisoner of the moment. He's dead. Weren't you in Houston when you said it? You were probably feeling the vibes. You know what I mean? You're down in the stadium. He's feeling all good about the Texans. They had just beat my Colts, which broke my heart. He made a freak play, spinning out, drops it, steps on the back heel, and throws a dime and closes us out. All of those things, but I'm 100% with my man Dog here. There, there's a, there is a lot that I would put ahead, and again, this is no slight on C.J. Stroud. This kid is the rookie of the year, heads and shoulders above everybody. He has played lights out, and what he and D'Amico Ryans have done there in Houston is is an incredible start. I'm so happy for both of those guys, uh, but if you're, if you're going to go QB confidence and ask me that. I'm, I'm with dog on this. I would put those other guys. I mean, you, you just said literally he's you, you, the, the, where Dak Prescott is in the NFC, the best in the NFC, and you put Stroud over him already. I, I, I just I think you were caught up in the moment. That's all you got to say, and, and, and we'll forgive you. Well, first of all, I don't get caught up in the moment. That's not <laughs> Okay what I'm saying? That's number one. 
Number two. Number two. I, I, I think I'm going to, I think I got a shot at changing two old school dudes' minds right now. You understand what I'm saying? Because I want you to think about, and I want you to both reflect, and obviously you're qualified, um, especially you, doggy, because you're older than all of us here. I want you to reflect back on Dan Marino and his rookie year. And second year, they went to the Super Bowl, but the rookie, he got Mark Super Duper, Mark Clayton, and those boys. Ultimately, years later, you got Chuck Muncie running out of the backfield, Don Shula coaching you and all this other stuff. Never got him a defense. But remember when we saw all of these quarterbacks in the National Football League, but then a brother comes onto the scene, and you say, oh, my God, what are we seeing? I'm not trying to compare C.J. Stroud to the resume of the others. He doesn't have that yet. He's a rookie. I understand that. What I'm asking y'all to consider is this. Look at what your eyes are seeing. You brought up his performance in the National College Football Semifinal last year against Georgia, doggy. We saw him come into the National Football League. You had the analytics and all the folks in football saying that he was a better prospect than Bryce Young, but Carolina took Bryce Young. Houston takes him at number two. What do we see since then? Let me throw some numbers at y'all because I understand y'all are going to appreciate this. Third quarterback in the last 50 seasons to lead the NFL in passing yards per game and TD to interception ratio. His interception ratio is 1%, doggy. He throws one interception for every 100 passes. This is what they're talking about here. Let's go a step further because he only threw five interceptions this year, right? 6-3 record versus winning teams, averaging 312 pass yards per game, 18 touchdowns, just two interceptions. I got more, doggy. First rookie in the Super Bowl era to lead the NFL in pass yards per game and a TD interception ratio of 23-5, to okay? That's what we're talking about here. 45% of his pass attempts came when the Texans were trailing. In those situations, he's completed 65% of his passes, 13 touchdowns, not one single interception, and a 112 passer rating. Okay? For comparison's sake, think about this. He got drafted. All right, take the quarterback drafted ahead of Stroud. Bryce Young at Carolina. When an NFL worst 2 and 15, did not run a play in the fourth quarter with a lead all season long. We got a rookie head coach in D'Amico Ryans. We got this dude. Who's he throwing to? Nico Collins? Tank Bell? It ain't like he's throwing to DeAndre Hopkins. It ain't like he's throwing to CeeDee Lamb. He, I'm not saying those brothers Collins and, and Dell and them can't play Dell before he got injured. Stuff like that. I'm just saying. We didn't expect that. But all of a sudden, they're becoming names. Why? Because this brother has become a household name. So I'm simply asking you, in all fairness, to think about you on the radio. Think about you, your knowledge of playing the game, playing with champions like a Peyton Manning, like an Aaron Rodgers, okay? Doing what you do just Saturday. Look at this dude's talent. He doesn't have the resume because he just got started. I'm saying to y'all, when Dan Marino came onto the scene, everybody said, uh-oh, that dude is something special. That is what I am doing here today with C.J. Stroud. I'm saying, yo, that dude right there. If I had to sit here today and take quarterbacks, the only ones I'm definitively taking ahead of him is Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Anybody else, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Uh, on, uh, on time out. 
Time out. <laughs> All right? You can't take Lamar. If you're going to make, make Stroud out to be Marino, you can't take Lamar Jackson. He's played 50. He's played four playoff games in his career that scored 52 points. His quarterback rating is 68.9. He okay. has done – be fair. And I Listen, he's got a chance to undo all this, but going into this postseason, he has done nothing in the postseason. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So now on, you're going to take him over Stroud, who no, you no. make out to be Dan Marino. No. Make no hey, sense. Right. Respond, respond to what I'm about to say to you. You're absolutely right if you're taking Lamar Jackson's one and three postseason record into consideration. Fair. What I'm saying is the reason why I think this way about Lamar Jackson is because I saw him for the first time have receivers. We still know his electrifying running ability. And combining that with what we've seen this season, I'm saying I could look to the future and look at that as passe. I could say I can look at this now. I don't know if I could do that with the Josh Allens and others. I know I could do it with Patrick Mahomes. I believe I could do it with Lamar Jackson. But C.J. Stroud, this brother's something special, man. That's all I'm saying. Now, listen, I, th- I definitely think he's special. I think one thing that you're, 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 you're overlooking, when you look okay. at C.J. Stroud, and I said this is going to be a massive impact on the Browns game this weekend, he is the number one quarterback in the NFL against zone coverage. He is the number 27 quarterback when it comes to man coverage. Okay, there is a major okay. discrepancy okay, in point. what he okay. plays on. So my point to you is it, it is going to be how coordinators begin to play him. How do you figure out? Because to, 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 to Doggy's point and to everybody's point, like people learn how to scheme against Lamar Jackson or they'll learn how to scheme against Josh Allen or scheme against a Patrick Mahomes. Like how do we make them – what's their kryptonite, for lack of a better term? I think right now it's so early in C.J. Stratton. He has been special. He he has been electric, but you, as the sample size continues to grow, you will see where the strengths and the weaknesses are yep. in his game begin to show more and more. All right, plenty more playoff talk to get into, yeah. but I am up against it. We want 25 straight minutes, folks. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. 
Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. Sports take 600, please. Stephen A. Smith and Molly Karam talk sports and more on this ESPN show. (laughs) That's called first take. Good and bad with that. The bad is, where is Jeff and Chris? <laughs> the good is, they had never heard of the show, the big contestants. Listen, I think, it's, you know, I think it's a very cool moment. I think, And I'm just happy, Stephen A., they could actually pronounce my last name right. So, you know, I'm always excited well, about well, that. They did pronounce your last name right. Um, I, I, I was qu- kind of shocked, honestly, that they didn't know. I mean, how could they not know? I mean, we've only been number one for 12 years. I'm shocked. I'm very shocked and disappointed, but it is Jeopardy, which is a phenomenal show. So I, I, I'll, I'll forgive them. And I miss I, Alex I, I will, Trebek, by the way. I miss Alex Trebek. God bless you. Sure. I, I will say this about it. I'm not sure that Jeopardy crew would necessarily be the yes, demographic exactly. that's going to watch. Thank you, Jeff. You know I what I mean? That. I, I appreciate that. I'm same page with you. You know right what I mean? There. Like, I, I, like I appreciate. I, yeah. I think you're probably right about clue. that. You, you know you're what I mean? Right about that. But that's the that's what makes first take special. We transcend normal rules and regulations as it gotcha. comes to yeah. demographics. Well, not this time. Not this time. Listen, not this we're, time. we're pop culture, okay? Pop. Get with pop. it. We're on, right. we're on Jeopardy. Oh, we're on Mad Dog. That is pretty good. How many other sports shows are on Jeopardy? Okay, take it down a notch. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Rogers, he didn't, in his process, he wasn't hosting that show, Aaron Rodgers. Two weeks. He hosted it for two weeks. He hosted it for two weeks. I'm having fun. I actually thought he should have done it. Yeah. I got a Take. So the Titan-inspired head coach Mike Vrabel on Tuesday after back-to-back losing seasons. Stephen, at your reaction, and do you like the idea of Vrabel potentially replacing Belichick if the Patriots' job opens up? Let me remind everyone, he's won three Super Bowls. He was in New England for about seven years. I like Vrabel, um, but I thought it was time for a change. Uh, he certainly had ample opportunity and uh, didn't get it done. Uh, it's just that simple. They missed the playoffs over the last two years. When you got a stud running back like Derrick Henry, 
um, and, and, you, and you've got some decent personnel on the squad. You should do better. And he didn't. And obviously, I think that uh, finding a quarterback, obviously, Levitz is, uh, I think he's got a lot of potential. But the bottom line is Ryan Tannehill was never my answer. Um, and, and, and on too many occasions, it was left in his hands. And I think that ultimately spelled doom over time. Should he go to New England? No, I don't think so. Um, I think they should go in a completely different direction. But I'm certainly not trying to imply that Mike Fravel shouldn't be a head coach somewhere because he has had some good moments as a head coach in the National Football League. All right, keep it rolling here, guys. Baker Mayfield and the NFC South champion Bucks host Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. That's Monday right here on ESPN, 8 p.m. Eastern. The Eagles have lost five of their last six. They've been on the struggle bus. We know Jalen isn't 100% healthy. Philadelphia currently favored by three points over Tampa Bay in their Monday night showdown. However, Philly one and three straight up in their four games as road favorites in the Super Bowl area. Stephen A. Era, excuse me. Um, should Philly be favored in Tampa? Um, I don't think so. I don't like the way the Philadelphia Eagles have looked over the last six weeks. I do, however, like how Tampa Bay has looked. I think Baker Mayfield, for a change, needs to be given credit uh, as the quarterback that succeeded Tom Brady, um, obviously playing for Todd Bowles. And with Tampa doing what it's doing, the NFC South wasn't that great, and that wasn't anything to brag home about. But I got news for you over the last six weeks. That, uh, you know, practically everyone has looked better than the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't recognize this team. Uh, Jalen Hurts has been turnover prone after being a runner-up for MVP last year. Uh, A.J. Brown is not 100% healthy. He got hurt in the last game of the regular season. Devontae Smith, we expected uh, the combination of him and A.J. Brown to wreak havoc. That didn't happen over the last six weeks of the season. Your defense can't stop a cold, and particularly in the passing game. Uh, and, and, and I think the, the profound impact of losing both coordinators who got the head coaching jobs in Arizona and Indianapolis, respectfully, respectively, rather, I think that that has played a significant role in their demise. And, and I knew things was going to end up bad for them the minute they sat up there and, and put Matt Patricia back in charge of the defense. One minute he's a defensive coordinator and he's doing great. The next minute he's a head coach in Detroit and he's awful. And the next minute he comes back as an offensive guy in New England and now they put him back in defense in Philadelphia. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's all over the place and I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles represent a shell of themselves. And because this game is going to be on the road in Tampa, combined with the way the Philadelphia Eagles have looked, I'm not saying they can't win this game, but I would not be shocked at all if they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know who the, who the hell the Philadelphia Eagles have been over the last six weeks. Uh, first off, Fat Rob and I had oh, the Eagles under 11 and a half. Wow. Under 11 and a half. They were 10 and 1. We had Jacksonville over 9 and a half. They were 8 and 3. We left both games open next. We could have hedged last week. We sat out of the heck with it, leaving both open. Jacksonville loses, and we kept the Eagles straight up, and the Giants bury them 27-10. <laughs> yes, sir! That was a good one. First off, as usual, he's dead wrong. Tampa the last two weeks was awful. They got killed by the Saints. They should have lost to Carolina, Stephen. They, Panthers had two touchdowns caught back in that six game. weeks. I didn't say the last two weeks. I said the last six weeks. Oh, Steve, they should have lost to Carolina. 
China. The did Buccaneers. They, did they? Did they? If you listen, if you had bet on listen, if you had bet on the game, you'd be focused on the fact that they won. You wouldn't be talking about they should have lost. <laughs> He's right about that. So stop He's it. Right about, <laughs> right. He's right about that. No, I like Philadelphia in the game. They're gonna they're gonna win a game eventually. It's two and a half, not three, by the way. So keep that in mind too. You oh. only got to win by a field goal. And I do think that the Eagles will figure out a way to win. I can't bet Tampa. Tampa lost in this game last year. They didn't. They were terrible against Carolina. They got mauled by New Orleans. They don't score, and Philly's defense is bad, so that should help Philly's defense. I got to figure, you've been in these locker rooms, that pride will pop in here eventually. Enough already, let's win a game. I'll take Philly in the ballgame. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's, this is the toughest one for me of the, of the entire weekend, in all honesty. And I think I'm leaning more towards uh, Steven here on this. I, I think when you – and listen, the Eagles, they're, they're, it's a conundrum, right? Like, you don't understand why their defense – gives up the plays they give up. They don't tackle well. They don't rush the passer well right now. They give up explosive plays on the back end. You look at them offensively, there's no identity. I mean, this team, you know, one week they want to go play ground and pound and run it at you. The next week, they or the first six weeks, they're throwing to A.J. Brown for a buck 20. Now they can't find them in the offense. Like, all of this just doesn't fit and doesn't settle. Um, I do think it's going to be a tight game. I think here's what's going to have to happen. I think Tampa is going to have to have explosive plays with Evans. He's going to have to have those, you know, two or three shot plays that Mayfield hits him. The, 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 and the other concern for me from the Eagles was they beat the Giants the first time, they lose this time. But it was not like they should have been surprised by the game plan. You know, Wink Martindale, who was the defensive coordinator for the Giants, he is you – know, when you get off the bus, you know you're going to get blitzed for 90% of the plays. And – it was like Philly didn't even have a plan in place to deal with the blitz. That was the part that shocked me the most. Was it, it almost looked like they, they were they studied for a French test and they were in history class, right? And it was just why and none of it made sense. Now, can they fix it? Can they get it back? Possibly, but they just haven't shown me a lot in the last six weeks to say, hey, I, I think you know. And for whatever reason, they haven't played great. But the Bucks have found a way. To, they found a way to win. Like they found a way to win enough. And I think Bowles is going to bring the house. I think Bowles is going to pin their ears back and let it rip. And, and the Eagles better have an answer. And I'm not even sure A.J. Brown, how, how healthy he's going to be. Okay. Uh, some news I'd like to get in here. Uh, so after extensive meetings on Monday and Tuesday, the Bears are not making a head coaching change. And Matt Eberflus officially is expected to return for the 2024 season per league sources. So again, the Bears not making a coaching change. Matt Eberflus officially expected to return for the 2024 season. Just got this in from Adam. He deserves Stemmer. to stay. Breaking yeah, news there. Agreed. Uh, I want to start with you, Jeff. What impact do you think this is going to have on Justin Fields in Chicago? So this is interesting, right? Because I, my whole thing has been keep keep Fields and let's trade the pick and let's surround him with some really talented players. Let's build this this team and make it the right way. And part of my issue was if you were going to get rid of Fields, then you would have to get rid of, of, of Flus because why would you bring a new quarterback? It's kind of the Chicago way, right? You bring a quarterback in with a lame uh, duck coach kind of vice versa that just never fits so now that he's going to be in place I think for me it's even a stronger position to keep fields build this team for the long term this and and listen hear me in the right way because I know people are going to but this reminds me a lot of Detroit 
a couple years ago with Dan Campbell, right? Like, they got the golf situation, and they struggled, right? They didn't play well as first. I think when they won three games. Then they won seven, right, or something like that. So they've kind of moved up, and then this year it's a you got to give coaches a chance to develop. And, and you know, Fields can, has been injured. Can He's I add been one in. more thing in? They yeah. have fired their offensive yes. coordinator, Luke Getz. Yeah, I didn't so know I, if that was public, so yes, I didn't want to say yes, that. Yes, they did so fire they did the let OC, go of them. retaining head coach. And so the other portion of that, that was what I was going to say. I didn't, want, I didn't know if that was public yet. But the yep. other portion of that is now you're going to have Justin Fields' third OC which is concerning. So, I'm, I, you know, it's just like, like they're not giving the they give the smoke signals, but they're not all consistent. Uh, I do think Flus deserved a chance to stick around. I think they're moving in the right direction. But I think you go get receivers to surround them. I think you build this team the long way. You can fifth-year option them and franchise them. Give them the Kirk Cousins principle if that's what you want to do and make him earn it. But ultimately, I don't always think there's a pot of gold at the end of the draft line. Yeah, it's a very tough call. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what to do here. Williams obviously is available. It's a franchise that passed on Mahomes and Josh Allen yep. and drafted Trubisky. Right. Let's keep it. So they are not good with these QBs. He was bad on Sunday in Green Bay. Did you yep. see it? Yeah, played 143 poorly. yards, right. five sacks. He did not play, he did not no. move his team. Uh, it sounds like, based on what you just said, you're much more knowledgeable about this than me. You know, they got rid of the offensive coordinator, kept a coach. That makes you think they're going to keep the quarterback. Boy, you tra- you're going to give up on Williams there? And he turns out to be great? Yeah. Because I don't think Fields is ever going to be great. Great. And don't forget, you got that fifth-year option coming in. You're going to have to pay him $40 million here but eventually. You could, yeah, you could, you could fifth-year and then, and then franchise him. But and, he's going to get the average quarterback, though. He's yeah, going to get his get money. money. But he's not going to get that long-term, you know, 50-a-year type deal. Stevie, it's a very tough call. I, I could go either way with it. They're going to probably, as Jeff said, keep fields. Let me hear your take. Go ahead. I, my, my attitude is because you're keeping evil flus, you're definitely keeping Justin Fields. What has Eberflus done to show you that he's worth keeping on board to start over with a new quarterback. I understand that neither of you believe he should have been fired. And I get that because obviously they ended the season relatively strong. Give credit where credit is due after a three and eight start. I get that. I understand it. Plus, we saw, we saw some growth from Justin Fields. We get that too. And we've heard he's incredibly liked. Eva Flus is incredibly liked by, by, the, by the players in that locker room. They're very, very fond of him. Fair enough. No problem. But he hasn't done enough to make you say, I want to keep him but get rid of the quarterback he's been working with. That's the issue here. This is not Bill Belichick that we're talking about here. This is not John Harbaugh that we're talking about here. This ain't Jim Harbaugh about to come from Michigan or wherever he's going to go. Hopefully the Los Angeles Chargers. This is none of that. Eberflus is a guy that has some things to prove as well. Halfway into the season, people would, were saying it's automatic. There'll be wholesale changes in Chicago. Ryan Poles, even though he was hired, remember, Eberflus was hired a day later. That means you know Ryan Poles did interview him for the job. It was, it was, it was, uh, Chicago ownership that had put Eberflus in place. And Ryan Poles took that job knowing that Eberflus was going to be named the coach the next day. And so we have to understand stuff like that and recognize this. In the end, Caleb Williams, in a lot of people's eyes, is considered and perceived to be better than Justin Fields. If he's that good, you got the number one overall pick. You can get at least a couple of first-round picks along with additional picks and maybe players to get a hold of that number one pick, okay? My question is, is he better? Is he significantly better to the point 
that you go with him instead of Justin Fields, or you you have enough faith in Justin Fields to sit up there and trade that pick. By keeping Eberflus, it tells me it's the latter. You have enough faith in Justin Fields. You're looking at the pieces around him, the additional pieces you could accumulate to build this team. That's why you kept Eberflus, because you plan yeah. on keeping Justin Fields. That's and the S- only S- thing that I can deduce. Yeah, and S- the other thing I would tell you is when you heard – at the end of the season for all the exit interviews, the DJ Moores, these guys coming to Fields, you know, for lack of a better term, to his side, right, to say, hey, we're, we, want, we want to vouch for our guys. It sounds like Fields is a very well-liked guy in the locker room. Like, dudes want to play for him. Similar to what you're saying about Eberflus, like, dudes like him, and they want to be with him, right? And so when, when as guys are exiting and they're saying, hey, can you win with this guy, it goes a long way. They're trying to build a culture in a locker room. They're trying to, you know, trying to adapt and adjust. And if everybody is on board with one guy, it's hard to move a different direction in an organization that we have seen make so many moves that it just crushes them as an organization and so many misses, I think probably they're just thinking, hey, man, patience may pay in this situation. I think Steve got one right. I think he's. I think Steve he hit it 100%. You yeah. keep the coach, you probably keep the quarterback. I'll tell you one thing, though. If you trade that pick, which I understand they're going to have to do to get extra picks, right. they have to end up with one of three players. Because they can't trade out. They're number nine, they're not going to get those no, players. Right. They've got to either get the Georgia tight end, yep. who's going to be great. Yeah. They're going to have to get a doozy Marvin from Harrison Washington, yeah. who is great, or Marvin Harrison. Absolutely. You, you can't trade the pick, Stevie, Agreed. down and not end up. They need offense. And, and, One of those three guys is going to Let me show. just say this. As much as I like Brock Bauer, the, the tight end at number three or four. I, I, too high. I, I, too high. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm Harrison Jr. I'm all about that. Is it a doozy? Is that oh, he's kid great. From, he's the, great. The kid like, I'm four. Yeah. Yeah, for Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I ain't. But, well, but well, Michigan, Michigan end, handcuffed them to some end. degree, though. Yeah, That's Michigan it. handcuffed them to some degree. Well, but yeah, he, 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 he had over 1,500 yards, no doubt about it. And then you got to take into account also the connection that Justin Fields and DJ Moore seem to have with one another, obviously. Yes. So all of that comes into play. I'm about a Marvin Harrison Jr. I think that's the way to go. I hear, where coming, I hear where you're coming from loud and clear, doggy, no doubt. But again, Eberflus, the only reason to keep him is because you believe that Justin Fields is good working point. well yep. under him. That's hey, the only good, reason. Good job. You were sharp as a tack on that one. I'm, yep. uh, I guess a quarter to eight, waking up I'm a little sharp. bit. He was sharp Every as a tack. He's you right. Go. You know, give him credit for a change. You got one right. You agree? <laughs> My goodness. I do. I agree. All right, gentlemen. <laughs> we will leave it there. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week. And you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Quick takes. Uh, Stephen A., your Knicks are 5-0 and oh since trading for OG and yeah. What's the team ceiling now? I'm feeling very, very good right now. I mean, I'm looking at the Boston Celtics, and, and that's the only team definitively I feel like the Knicks wouldn't beat. Milwaukee's defense is highly suspect. I think Adrian Griffin's job could be in trouble uh, after this season if he doesn't get this team together defensively. Um, I'm looking at the Miami Heat. They are obviously a team to be reckoned with. They sent the, the Knicks home in the postseason last year. But the acquisition of Anunoby has definitely improved their defense immensely, plus it's given Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle more opportunities um, to be the offensive focal point for the team, and they've capitalized off of it. So I'm very happy with what I'm seeing right now. I still think they're a piece away, no doubt about it, but they definitely have upgraded. I actually have nothing bad to say about the New York Knicks. I'm very pleased with what I'm seeing. I'm very excited, but I'm tempering it because I don't want to get too beside myself, but I'm happy. Only the Celtics ahead of them. Interesting. That's wrong, but okay. Bold, Stephen A. <laughs>